Hello, welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. My name is Russ Frushchik. I'm joined by Allegra Frank. Hey, Allegra. <laughs> hey, Russ. Hey. She makes fun of my enthusiasm. And we have another <laughs> special guest, Abby Russell, is joining us. Hey, Abby. Hello. Hi. I'm so glad to be here. It is a delight to have you. Abby works for a website called GiantBomb.com. Uh, they cover video games just like Polygon does. Mm -hmm. But you know what? They do it with their own special style, and we appreciate that about them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did that come off as patronizing? I, that was not the intent. It was just the right amount of patronizing. I w that's how everyone should talk about Giant Bomb. <laughs> Awesome. That's what I'm striving for. Um, Abby is joining us. Uh, Chris is still on paternity leave. This will probably be his last week away. But Abby is uh, swooping in as mm -hmm. the expert this week. And this is a very special topic because it's a topic that I know almost nothing about. Oh, I know cool. that it exists and I know what it looks like when people do it. But beyond mm -hmm. that, I know nothing. And the topic is, take it away, Abby. Roller derby. Roller derby. Oh, the roller derbs. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to speak briefly on what I know about roller derby. Okay. Hopefully Allegra can chime in and then the actual expert will take it away. Mm -hmm. okay. Roller derby. Um, usually women that do it. Um, there's like a weird performative, weird in a good way, performative like wrestling aspect where they have characters and nicknames and rivalries with other roller derby teams and they go in a circle and they try to like knock each other over. <laughs> and that's basically all I know. Is okay. that fair, Allegra? Uh, that's pretty much what I know. I know that there was a movie called Whip It. Oh, yeah. And Ellen Page mm -hmm. was in it. And I really liked the poster for that movie. That's, yeah. That's all I have to add. <laughs> Did you see the movie? I didn't ever see the movie. Oh, it's actually, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Um, you guys are kind of right. It's a little bit of an outdated view, but we can get into oh, that. Oh no! Later. Was that like the like old man interpretation? Was I? Did no. I just come up as offensive? Ladies used to have <laughs> characters. Uh, just some parts of it they they don't really do so much anymore. But, okay, uh, understood. Yeah. So uh, should we hop right this, in then? Yeah. Where did this start? Um, it started in the United States. So it kind of started in the 18, like the late 1800s. Wow. Um, wow. But the term I derby, that. Yeah. I know it's the term derby is like means race. But, so they were endurance races. And when I'm saying endurance races, I don't mean like, oh, they're like skating a marathon or like they're skating the equivalent of like a few hours. They would skate for days at a time. Like <gasps> the first guy raced for like over 100 miles. And then they would what? have these derbies. I know it's crazy. And then they would have these derbies that would like, they were like competitions that was like six days of racing. And for the first one, people fucking died from it. They died from it. <laughs> like, it's so Wait, crazy. What? So did they like go a certain like length and then they'd take a break and then they'd start again? Or like, was um, it literally I think it was straight? like, come and go. I think it was basically like, hey, you're going to skate for six days at a time. Uh, for, so what I looked of, up of this is like, especially around like the Great Depression area, there are a lot of people who are unemployed. So they would put these like crazy marathon things up. Like they had these dancing marathons, which we'll sort of get into a little bit later as well, uh, where people would like dance for long periods at a time, which was basically just like them shuffling for like days at a time. Because it's like, how much can you actually <laughs> dance for that long? It's like, and, like hands the people on a hard who, body. Um, I don't know what that is. What is that? It's the second time I brought this up on the podcast. It's where they, people, for a very extended period of time, try to keep their hand on a car, and the last person oh. wins the car. 
I yeah, think there was like a This American Johnny's. Life about that or something, right? Yes. Yes. Probably. <laughs> yes. Anyway, they got really into just like these like crazy long things. So they had the six day race and like two people legitimately died afterwards. The, when was the six day race? This was during the Great this Depression? This was like the very late 1800s. Oh, oh, so obviously yes. much, much earlier than that. Okay. Yes, totally. And, um, and how long are their breaks? I they had don't breaks, know. right? I just asked that I question. Don't, oh, honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I didn't find that information. I would imagine so, but the fact that people died makes me guess that they probably yeah, didn't may- have many. Maybe not. <laughs> but like, maybe, maybe no not. Breaks. I don't know. Maybe it's like, Yeesh. do you know that book by uh, Stephen King, The Long Walk? Yeah. They have I like all these book. rules. I bet it's, I know, me too. It's one of my favorites. But anyway, I bet it's like that where it's like, they have like, oh, you can kind of like stop for like 10 seconds. But then if you like yeah. stop for too long or something. Yeah, I anyway. don't like those. I feel like that's disingenuous mm-hmm. to like, we, we talk a lot about right. records on this show. And oh, wow. if you okay. stop, that's the end of your record. <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. So, so people are dying. For so like people are dying. Order. So they passed laws, uh, which would discourage people from skating for a long period of time, like for more than four hours. That being said, like literally like two weeks later, they scheduled another six day race. <laughs> like they were just like, fuck that. Who cares? And they just kept doing them. And, um, and so what do you get if you win? Was there a prize? Um, I think there was like usually a small cash prize, usually like $500 okay. back then, which but is like a lot then, of money nowadays. Yeah, it's like pretty I feel like everyone yeah. who finishes the race without dying is just a winner. That's true. You get to no, continue totally. living. Yes, Life exactly. is the reward. <laughs> yes. And wow. they had these kind of races like throughout the early 1900s. Like many of them were actually at Madison Square Garden, which is kind of interesting. Oh. Um, and then there was this guy called Leo Seltzer, and he is a big deal in the roller derby league in the sense that he made the first actual league uh so oh. when he was like coming up and this is sort of getting closer to the great depression he was trying to run like a chain of cinemas in oregon but people kept going to these dance-a-thons which is what i was sort of talking about before so they wouldn't be going to the theater so he's like okay fine in the mid-30s he's like or no before the mid-30s he's like i'll do my own dance-a-thon he called them walk-a-thons because that's sort of what it looked like that they were walking uh so he did his own version of that but anyway then he read in the 30s that most Americans had roller skated at least once in their life. So he wanted to, like, get on that money really? grab. It must mm-hmm. have been very popular back then. I don't think yeah, that's true that today by any means. Really? true now. Oh, my gosh. In elementary school, we would have a skate night where everybody would go to the skating rink. Oh, that's Did you guys so not have that? No. Wow. Definitely not. Oh, my gosh. I've never I didn't even roller skated. Grow up and that's, oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's, like, bladed. blowing my mind. Maybe that's, like, a small town, like, southern thing. It is. I mean, it's very charming. Is, yeah. Wow. That's interesting. No, we had skate nights like every Wednesdays, I think. Anyway, oh. that's another story. Did you guys um, have ice cream socials as well? No, I wish. That sounds awesome. Oh, okay. It or like does. a cotillion or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, so in the 30s, he was like, okay, I'm going to make like a roller game uh, that's like roller derby and skating and everything. Uh, so... But what he was doing, he was sort of trying to do the endurance run thing as well. Uh, But he would get teams of skaters this time. Mm. Uh, So basically, he would want them to skate on this banked track that would cover. But like he would want them to skate it so much that it would cover like 3000 miles. Uh, And he called it transcontinental roller derby. Wait, wait, Uh, wait, wait, wait. What what? what is 3000 miles? Like the track, they would go along the track in for 3000 miles. Yes. For the equivalent of 3000 miles. Yeah, that's yeah. Yes. Sure. And um, how long would that take generally? Like a you know? long ass time. Uh, but <laughs> these were at least teams. 
so they could like oh, so alternate each and switch off. Counts. Yeah, okay, right. I understand. Which is like a little bit easier. I think they're usually like teams of five, which is pretty much what roller derby is today. Not the three thousand mile things, but the teams of five. Uh, so they could at least like alternate. Um, yeah, you still have to sit and watch though for that. It's long. half of America. Can we appreciate that for a second? You're skating. <laughs> I know that half was of America. <laughs> that was actually the big draw. Was it was like, oh, this is like the equivalent of like San Diego to New York or something like that. Uh, so yeah. that was actually the big draw of it, and people would sort of come and go because they were so long. Uh, it was like he was getting in so much money because they could pay like a dollar admission to watch part of it and then people would just keep coming in versus like oh you pay for this like two hour period do you know what i mean oh my god sure that is yes. brutal though um Who would come yeah. at like 3 a.m and be like hey what's going on i'm oh, sure a lot of people would <laughs> people were equating a lot of these things as like uh like sort of like early reality tv where it's like partially performative but partially like just watching real people endure something kind of terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, at this point, was there any contact or were they just going for as long as they this could? This was just going for as long as they could, but people really okay. liked it. And eventually he did start making rules and contact and it became the kind of basic roller derby we know today. But the transcontinental sure. roller derby, as far as I understand, I don't think it had a ton of contact. I might be mistaken. I didn't read anything about contact for those. So I assume it's just like long distance and contact wasn't encouraged i'm sure there probably Oof. was anyway anyway yeah, so eventually is... he he formed it into the rules that are pretty much basically the rules we have now for roller derby okay. um, and in the middle of all of this so leo seltzer is still running it and like it's pretty popular there were a lot of derby teams not a lot but like a handful of derby teams that would like travel around the country to do these like derby races um <clears throat> But there was one time, this is like, didn't really derail that much, but I thought it was sort of interesting. But there was like a tragedy with a bus fire where like <gasps> a team basically died in this bus fire. <gasps> Wait, I know it's like, a, <laughs> well, it's like two escaped. <laughs> okay. So mostly they mostly yes, died. Primarily. It was like 20 people. It was like significant. It was uh, like, so alive. like, oh my God. Right. So that was like one alive. of those things that kind of like marred everyone, but it just felt like such a weird sports cliche that I figured it was worth bringing up. It that does said, happen a lot in sports. He bounced back. I know. That's oh. like a weird thing. It's like, I never want to get on a plane with like a bunch of hockey players because I know we're yeah. going down. Yeah. You're yeah. asking for trouble You're at that gonna, point. Yeah, yeah it's totally. Just go down immediately. <laughs> yes. Um, so around World War II, they started doing like radio broadcasts of it, just like any other sports thing. Uh, the te teams would continue to travel across the country and they would represent different cities. Uh, but most often it was usually just like there are a few handfuls of teams, like maybe four or five teams. And they would just say they're they're whatever city they're in just to kind of pander to the people who are oh, there. Change their city name. Yes, totally. Based on. Uh, oh, that's shameless. Mm -hmm, uh huh. But you know what? It worked. It's like people a comedian loved it. calling it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At uh, this and point, then. Mm -hmm. So at this point, the. Um, so these races are shorter. These are not the transcontinental events, right? right? These are like basic roller derby rules. So for okay. those who don't know, I, I don't, I'm assuming they were probably a little bit different back then, but this is like the basis of roller derby rules today. You have uh, each team uh, on the track is made up of five members. So mm -hmm. you have four people who are skating around, uh, mm -hmm. just trying to block the jammers and each team has a jammer. So how these jammers work is they want to skate and they want to pass. They like go one lap around, they pass everyone and then they go again and try to pass through and the number of people they pass count for their points. So they want to pass all four people of the other team. Does that make sense? Okay. Sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay. <clears throat> so the other people are trying to block them. 
so that's like the basis of it and then you get like points and there's other stuff about like okay this jammer can like stop the uh the kind of the like i forget the word for it but the lap of them going around so they can like make it so that way like only i get all these points and you don't or whatever anyway yeah, it's, like it's all very interesting caught, caught the snitch essentially mm. <laughs> totally totally um <laughs> cool so in 1948 it started to move towards television um and the first bout that was on tv was between uh new york and brooklyn what and, uh, <laughs> yes i mean it was that's what it was i guess manhattan yeah would that's be the, what it would be maybe yeah i guess new york what city and brooklyn well, but, but if you think about like new york yankees the new york yankees versus you know oh, did they not the, play the, the mets well the new york Mets. no but like well the but the brooklyn dodgers versus the new york yankees is a good example of like brooklyn versus new york i don't know sports well enough to know i feel like that, it's like is that island versus it's not unusual it's usually na- based on the name of the city um so in this case it's weird that like new york for yankees and mets i guess is based on i guess the state but everyone knows the talking about. anyway anyway <laughs> to say i guess it's this not is as what weird the as i initially thought it was <laughs> sure um but so the they were it was still doing pretty well around this time but not like booming but having sure. it on tv um obviously brought a bunch more people to see it but it also made it seem like the crowds were bigger because they had they like filmed it in a smaller space and kind of jammed mm-hmm. the audience together. So more people actually yeah. wound up going to events afterwards because they're like, "Wow, this thing! Everybody loves this thing! Like, let's go to it." Um, and then it Leo seems Seltzer early that this is like on TV, right in nineteen forty eight. Yeah, yeah it was like one of the very era. early TV programs. Like, I think That's it had amazing. like yeah. I know like thirteen early episodes or something or like yeah like airings of and it. And yet, I never see it on ESPN two now. What the hell? <laughs> I know. It seems like it's designed I know. And there are for some, ESPN too. I know. I think there are some reasons for that, which we can get into more later. But I think some oh of boy. that is due to like some of the name, like people are going because you know how roller derby they have like pun names or like sometimes mm-hmm. yes. like joke names. But a lot of players are going more towards their own names because they want to get that like wide appeal. Yeah. Um, you also have to look, look at like to their Twitch uniforms, they, right? They totally, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it's also like their uniforms were a little more costuming, like you said. But some folks are moving more towards like a more traditional sports uniform to try to mm. get uh, kind of more wide coverage. But some people sure. push back against it because they feel like it's kind of losing the heart of roller derby. Yeah, uh, but that's a whole other thing. Anyway. Uh, Leo Seltzer around this time made the National Roller Derby League and set up even more teams, uh, trying to make it even more legitimate. Um, and over the next few years, it was like truly making a killing. Like he got super rich from it. It was really successful. People loved it. Uh, and people liked watching on TV and would actually go to the events. And because he was adding more leagues and it wasn't like a ton more, certainly not nearly where it is today. Uh, but because he was having more leagues, like more people were seeing it, uh, which is cool. Yeah, and then that's awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. That, like. It didn't it literally like I've always looked at it as sort of like a like cottage industry of like yeah. cute culture, but right. not as like a worldwide or national phenomenon. Is like no, totally. It it's to like mm-hmm. it's like truly a part of American history, which is like kind of surprising considering it's not like a household thing today. Um, but it yeah. it also I will say it was a bit international. Like there were definitely roller derby teams. Uh, over the world not a ton of them but i think there's some in like venezuela and in canada and they weren't as successful but they were definitely there i think there was even me, like a league in the uk or something in in australia do they go around the other way 
Oh my god. Wow. Um, I would have to look it up, but I assume, yes, of course. The Coriolis effect. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Quick real question. Okay, Russell. okay, great. Okay, so uh, you'll probably get into this, but like obviously we think that of women when we think of roller derby. Like it's mm-hmm. mostly women players. So was that true even at this point where most of the people in I the roller derby I believe so, women? yes. And I tried to look into this a bit and I really couldn't find much as to why. I so I think in the beginning when it was like the transcontinental stuff and when it was like the weird endurance stuff it was like co-gender it was whoever showed up um but I think the reason why around this time it was primarily women was because a lot of men were at war I think is the reason for that um I also think it probably sells better especially because they are going by like bombshell Betty and like all these sort of like you know, kind of sex appeal name type things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're yeah. selling more than just the Derby. They're also selling like a show with it. That was what I assume is the reason why I really couldn't find information on it, which I found surprising, but yeah, yes, that makes primarily sense. women. Yeah. Interesting. Totally. And then, uh, in the early fifties, it really wasn't on major TV networks anymore. There was like a weird, sponsorship thing where they like tried to move to nbc and like be sponsored by uh general motors but then general motors had like a falling out with like a basketball league so they were like sports we don't want to do sports then it was really only on like like uh local channels so it lost like a ton of its audience um they still raced but by the end of the 50s it really wasn't doing particularly great and was there like a face i'm sorry was there like a face like a star um there were they were totally like, there were a few stars. I don't remember all the names of them. I really didn't look into the specifics of the teams, mm. but there were definitely a few stars um, and a few, like, especially famous racers. Um, yeah. Yes. I'm looking at some of them. I think even some... I think that I think there actually were some male racers, too. I don't know. It's I'm not entirely sure. But there were definitely <laughs> some, like, stars, some, like, faces of the thing. Of the like of the teams and everything. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't really doing great. So Leo transferred his business over to his son Larry Seltzer. Um, so <laughs> Larry, Leo and Larry, mm-hmm, uh. mm-hmm, I love it. Uh, so Larry really wanted to like broaden the audience, so he decided to syndicate the bouts onto videotape and send them out for publicity. And this actually worked pretty well to like send them out to people and like uh, TV stations versus having it. Uh, he really didn't want it to be dependent on TV to make money from it. Mm. Uh, they kind of got burned by that before, as you remember with like the GM stuff. Um, he mm. also tried to kind of uh, make it a little more legitimate by requiring the skaters to wear helmets and like made it easier for the skater for the audience to spot like the jammer. Uh, like now, if you watch roller derby today, I believe they're called panties, what they put over the helmet, but it's just like <laughs> this kind of cloth thing they put on the helmet and it usually has like a star or a mark on it. Uh, oh, so you know sure. who the jammer is. Interesting. Yes. And, and um, then they never like marked them before. There was no like indicator. No, I think that. it was sort of just like, how do you know who's the quarterback is in football? Because you watch football and you like know who has the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So since like, it took a really long time to like get them to wear helmets, did anyone mm-hmm. get in any serious accidents before? Oh, like, I'm sure. Did anyone... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. I really bad. It probably wasn't documented super well. I mean, look at, you know, I'm sure there were a ton of accidents and everything. It was like the early 1900s. They didn't care about safety. But but yes, I'm certain there were. Um, And then around the early 60s, the roller games became a thing on TV. Um, 
but it was started by someone who wasn't Larry. So Larry did not like them and he wouldn't let them into his roller league that his dad set up. So the roller game started their own league, which is the national roller league. And they couldn't, it was originally like the national roller derby, but Larry was very protective over the name Derby, so he wouldn't let them use it. So they just did National Roller League. Uh, and the roller games is where it started introducing that sort of like wrestling or circus-like approach. Oh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. So this is where things started to be a bit more scripted. Like the contact started to get more exaggerated. Uh, in some parts of it, like the uh, the narrative of the game was more prominent than the game itself. Um, sure. Probably, so, and I'm going to, not to generalize, I don't know. I feel like in watching Roller Derby, like what, as they're doing the Derby stuff, I'm not mm-hmm. super engaged. I feel like I need a little bit more. It's like watching NASCAR <laughs> for me. Like I, it doesn't sure. do it for me. But I will say. Yeah. Yeah. I will yeah. say maybe if you know the rules, it might yeah, be more exciting. I think that's true. Yeah. Yes. Same with NASCAR. I don't know the yeah, rules. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Drive in a circle. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there are there is like a lot of new ones in NASCAR as far as like, oh, we're like drafting and we're slingshotting all this weird right. stuff. But like roller derby does have a lot as far as like contact and blocking. And there are like some exciting jams people will do as far as like dodging people and whatnot. But I, way, I'm sure it's not for everyone. The way you speak, it sounds like you've done it. I have actually. Yeah, I took <gasps> some roller derby classes. Amazing. I know. Wow. I really want to get back into it. I miss doing it, but it's... I. I don't have the time. I, I don't have the time for another hobby, and it's like a full-time <laughs> hobby. <laughs> you can make uh, it a career. Maybe one day. Wow, just okay, I quit. imagining Abby, like, flipping her hair. I just don't have the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm so busy. It's true. It's true. I'm a busy woman. I'm a career lady with a salary. Anyway, back to business. Um, so Larry tried to do, like, regionalization with the teams, uh, so he was trying to do like, here's like the Southwestern uh, roller derby like team that's like going to re- represent this part of the country. And here's this one and that one. But it really didn't work out. And he's he switched from videotape to uh, kinescope, which is what they were like using on TV at the time. So it like mm. wasn't as clear to watch and it didn't look as nice. So people really bailed watching it. Like the audience wasn't there anymore, unfortunately. Oh, no. uh, I know. And it never really became like a widespread thing for him. The regionalization, like he was hoping it become like football or something. Uh, so in 1973, Larry shut down the biz uh, because of the cost. <gasps> The end of the Seltzer era. Oh, the end Larry. of the Seltzer era. I know. Poor Larry. <laughs> um, I know. It's a real shame. Um, so the International Roller Skating League, uh, which, um, did Larry start that one? I honestly don't remember. I wrote that, and I'm not sure if that's the one Larry started or not. I don't think it was, but it was doing okay in the 70s. And like some of the, yeah, no, this is a different one. So the International Roller Skating League was a different league that Larry didn't start. So some of the teams actually came over to this league when Larry bailed. It sure. was like doing okay. A lot of the teams were in Northern California. It like wasn't doing great. They kept trying to expand. It wasn't working. Uh, they would do like maybe like a charity bout every year. Uh, but for the most part, it kind of died out by the time the 80s rolled around. So it really didn't That's, do particularly well in the 70s. It's funny because like, I think... I, I mean, 70s, certainly, I think, roller derby, but 80s, I feel I like I think of roller derby as yeah, well in like the 80s. Yeah, neon and spandex well, and ladies grunting. Oh, Funny oh, you say that, because yeah. the roller games are back, Yay. and it's a TV show in the late 80s. And Ooh. let me tell you, it was theatrical. It was violent. It was sexy. And you know what? It actually did pretty well. <laughs> um, was this before or after Glow? 
Because this sounds very much like Glow. I have no idea. I know nothing about wrestling. Oh, okay. But it sounded so sorry. Uh, certainly inspired. That's all right. I'm because sure. I just watched the TV yes. show. So I'm like, okay, great. At first, I thought you meant the Netflix show. It's like the Netflix show just came out. It well, was then, before, but it's based on a real wrestling league. Yeah. Gorgeous I ladies of wrestling. It. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> the roller games were in the 80s. They did pretty well, uh, but they were kind of just like in the 80s and that was it. And then Roller Jam came around uh, in like 1990s to like 2001-ish and there were about 40 episodes of that. And that was another more narrative focused wrestling. It was also sexy. It was also violent. Wait, wrestling or, or roller oh, derby? Oh, sorry. Roller derby. Excuse me. Okay. It was like, it was like, it was wrestling like, but on skates and still and do you- kind of doing roller derby. Do you get the impression like like wrestling the the results were like predetermined? Yes, I do. Okay. There was like definitely a narrative to these. Sure. Um they may have skated a bit, but like this is truly where the narrative took focus over the skating. Um mm-hmm. and for Roller Jam, this was a new thing for them is they started to allow inline skates, which is something they never allowed before. Oh. They would do the quad skates, which is where the, oh. you have like the four skates with the 2 by 2. Um, sure. How do you feel about uh, inline skating? I mean, I think it's uh, you will never see people inline skating in professional roller derby. Never. Why? Why Um, is that? Because the inline skates are faster, uh, but they're not Mm. designed for roller derby. Like you really can't do any lateral movement on them. And there's a lot of lateral movement. Like for the blockers, it's you are standing stationary or you're well you're not saying stationary you're like moving slowly backwards but you're trying Mm. to block people so it's a lot of like left and right and not a lot of front and back which is what inline skates are good for Uh, so they just aren't designed for it also you have toe stops on quad skates and you're on your toe stops a lot in roller derby uh and you have the heel the heel stops on the roller skates so just it just doesn't work yeah yeah but they're trying to reach that uh inline skating you know, boom of the early aughts. Cool. I know. Yeah. I inline skated a lot. I inline skated at like skate parks. I was that nerd. <laughs> oh my God. That's I was rad. really good on that quarter pipe though. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so now we are getting to roller derby today. So in around the year 2000, a man in Austin who went by the name Devil Dan organized mm-hmm. a group of women to remake the sport. Um, and he kind of wanted it to be like a circus kind of crazy uh and the women he like brought in were not really into that so they branched off and started on their own presumably they didn't want to work with a man who called himself devil dan but i don't know um so in 2002 the women uh finally had their first event um but like as this sort of started to form and become a thing there was a split in the women in the sense that some women wanted to do flat track racing well, other women wanted to do banked tracks um mm-hmm. so if you watch roller derby uh you'll see some on the flat tracks which is usually in like gymnasiums uh or like you know skating rinks or something uh where it's literally a flat track with like paint on it uh yeah. whereas the banked tracks are obviously a banked structure that is like permanent and made uh so banked there's like a benefit more to exciting. both i feel like they'd be spe- it'd be faster on a bank yeah i can't imagine a flat track yeah even. uh i i have skated on flat tracks and it's fine but banked is absolutely more exciting i think it's cooler yeah. 
but it's also you have to have a lot of space for it because you have to have a space that's dedicated to skating 24 7 because you have this thing made and it limits the number of places you can compete it limits the number of places you can go to and keep in mind this is a sport they're traveling a lot for it they're trying to uh, compete with other racers so for a flat track you could do it in like a school gymnasium you could do it at a ymca you know there's Mm -hmm. a lot more options you can do it at a warehouse uh like a lot of the uh the like gotham roller league which is the skaters uh in new york uh they there it's flat track racing so they'll mm. they'll usually have them in warehouses like they have a warehouse in williamsburg where they practice um it's so williamsburg <laughs> i know it's very williamsburg but by the end of 2009 so this is only a few years later because it started in 2002 was their first event uh they had over 425 amateur leagues which wow. is crazy, right? Oh. And some of them are even international. Like, there's a pretty good number of international leagues as well. So Aww. it's doing pretty well. And I, I, I can only assume that there are even more today. I'm not sure exactly how much. Um, and the revival was all female, but then some leagues did start introducing all male teams, which is pretty cool. And even junior teams. So you'll see like kids and teens racing, which is pretty That's fun. That's great. I'm, I'm really glad finally men are getting the chance to shine. Yes, oh, I know. Surprise. Good for them. Good for them. Um, I do. There probably were men in the early ones. I feel like I sure. mostly read about the ladies, but I'm sure there were dudes. Yeah. Yeah, that's am- um, it's amazing. I'm, it's like very heartwarming to know that this is like stuck around for as long as it has. Yeah, Seriously, I'm glad it's so back. Long. I know. And I, w- I personally would love for it to be like an on TV sport, like it become like a professional league type of thing. Um, but I do appreciate the people who are like, we want to keep kind of the culture of it with like the fun names and stuff. I feel like you could still like do like imagine it like a professional sport but like in between games, you just have like little fun skits. Like it wouldn't impact the events of wow. the game. Honestly, that sounds amazing. Skits on skates. <laughs> like I would watch uh, NFL way more if like the if players had, oh my had like little moments with each other. Oh my God, me too. They did improv. Oh my God, I'm going to invent cool. this league. It's going to be great. Um, I got to change yes. my name to Seltzer. <laughs> Speaking of names, I did come up with some derby names for myself if you want to uh, hear them. Yeah. Um, the first one, Crash Minster Abbey. A oh, classic. That's very good. <gasps> oh, that's and amazing. Then, very good. Uh, the next one, call me ish female <laughs> for the literary minded. Yes, that's and very then, good as well. Mm-hmm, thank you. And then finally, my favorite one, President Bush. <laughs> that one's a thinker. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, so you're not doing it anymore, still? Unfortunately, I'm not. I'm you not. I wish I was. Yeah, Yeah. the thing with roller derby, at least in New York, well, New York is very competitive. Like, it's a really good league in New York. Uh, But it's either you are, like, on a team, like you made it onto a team, Mm -hmm. or you are taking, like, their once-a-week class. There isn't really, like, an intramural roller derby, which is kind of what I want, which is like, hey, I'm going to, like, show up and have some fun with friends and, like, not have it be super serious. Uh, Because I really like doing it. I think I was, like, pretty good at it. I think I could have eventually made it onto a team. But I just like I just don't have the time or the like money yeah. or energy for it. It's like were you it's a, a jammer? A did you did you make it the jammer territory? Um, no, I really didn't get far enough to really even try out for it. Unfortunately, um, I think oh, I sure. probably would have been a jammer. My strengths are definitely in like speed and agility more so than like hitting people. I do really. It's like shocking how much I enjoyed uh, like knocking girls over though. It <laughs> uh, <laughs> was one of those great. things that I was like, wow, I could do this all day. It seems very visceral. Like I, I it totally, totally get the is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was very exciting. 
Um, I'm curious. So, like, is there a season? Does this just go all year round? Like, um, how how many times a year are we talking? Like, wow, work stuff. This is not stuff I looked into, and I don't remember. But there definitely is a I season get the for it. All questions. I know you're good at them. Um, roller derby season. I'm gonna Google it. I feel like it, because it's indoors predominantly, mm-hmm. it probably could happen at right. any time. So in it's any just place. year round. In the middle yeah. of a church, you could just break out and be in a the roller derby. Of the church. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> I believe the season is from around like March through August. Oh, I think that's about okay. right. Yeah. Interesting. That mm-hmm. is interesting, especially because it is indoors. Yeah, I would pick a yeah. more. Well, I guess you could have an outdoor rink. Also, maybe because no one is inside. No one like needs to practice inside for any other sport. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of empty space. But what about baseball? Oh, that's outside. That's outside. Also, some, uh, <laughs> some people do skate outside. There are tracks that are outside. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. All you need is like a big thing of concrete. You know what I mean? Just put some tape down and then you've got a roller derby track. Yeah, I kind of want to try it now. I it's too. really fun. I'm like truly shocked that y'all haven't really roller skated before. Like I roller skated so much growing up. Well, I was predominantly inside, like <laughs> drawing alone and playing. Video oh, that sounds games. fun. So much has changed yeah. for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just—it wasn't a thing. It, we, all we had was the giant uh, parachute in gym class. And we'd oh, go that thing the was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That we thing was rad. <laughs> and those like weird plastic like trays that have four wheels on the bottom that you like scoot your butt around yes. on. You know those? About that too. Absolutely. Yeah, big fan. That would jam your hands under the underneath. Yes. Them, like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was that was the only derby that I ever participated in. Was yeah. the hand wow. jam derby? Yeah. Would you do it for like six days? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Because you're <laughs> yeah, sitting the whole time. Great. Piece of cake. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That's true. <laughs> You could literally have cake while doing that. I sport. feel like I'd fall asleep if I'm sitting on that, though, and then I'd probably get like hit by a car. But or something. you'd still be in. It still counts <laughs> as long as you're on it. Um, that's great, Abby. Thank you for yeah. uh, uh, elucidating us on this amazing, amazing sport. Were there any other before I cut you off? Any other amazing uh, derby facts you wanted to share? Um, no, I think the only off-topic one that I really wanted to share for whatever reason was that burning bus one. <laughs> Oh, yeah. um, otherwise, uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> Roller derby is fascinating. I'm also glad we talked a little bit about sort of like how some people went on TV and some people don't. Um, I hope that was mostly factual for you all. Yeah, no, that was that was excellent and very educational. Um, I can't determine whether it's factual or not because I didn't do the research, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm going to trust your pedigree. OK, good. That it and was... I hope your audience does, too. I don't want to hear anything <laughs> otherwise. It was an honest portrayal. I'm What's sure. interesting right. is we never fact check each other. We could have just always been lying. Mm-hmm. That's true. Maybe that's Every part episode. of the fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're very we're very honest people here at the History of Fun. Mm-hmm. We we couldn't mm-hmm. lie. Um, Abby, thank you again so much. Uh, is there anything uh, you want to direct people to? Um, um to, yeah, to they can w- check, check out, out. Uh, giantbomb.com. That's where I work, as we talked about mm-hmm. before. Like Russ said, we talk about video games too, but in our own way. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can check that out, giantbomb.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Y-B-B-A-A-A-B-B-Y or just look up Abby Russell. I'll be there. My Twitter name sucks. I know. It's I never expected great. I have to I say it, it out loud. Someday. If only there was a way to change your Twitter handle, which mm, of course I don't there think is. so. It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> 
Uh, well, thank you. And thank you, Allegra, uh, as usual, for joining us. Thanks, me. Russ. It's been a nice little break uh, not having Chrissy. Uh, you know, we miss Chris, but we also appreciate having guests in to do all the work for us. It's great. <laughs> oh, it's been mm-hmm. wonderful. It's like a little I know. Vacation. This is the, I have never done this much work for my own podcasts. So this <laughs> yeah. is quite fun. Well, we appreciate it. Um, Chris will be back <laughs> next week, sadly. Uh, but until then, thank you for listening to The History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do as always check us out on uh, apple podcasts and uh, stitcher premium and all those other podcasting places and feel free to rate us if you haven't yet and tell your friends to check it out because we appreciate all the promotion you can offer anyway until next week farewell farewell